Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad Podcast. I'm your host, Anul Polat. Thank you for being here. I'm very excited about today's episode. I've got Mike from Drone Supremacy. If you haven't checked him out on YouTube, you definitely should. But as you may have guessed, we're going to talk all about drones in this episode. We're going to talk about where the drone market is now, where drone market tech is headed, where the drone industry is going. And we talk about FPV, first person view droning, and just how different that is. And it's here and it's coming. If you don't know what it is, you you should check this out. And if you haven't seen any of Mike's FPV videos, you should definitely check those out as well. That will be linked in the show notes. You can check out his videos. But the the world that that opens up, those FPV drones, the, the type of footage you can take, the angles you can get, it's really the next, I think, the next stage in, 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 in drone evolution. And we talk a lot about that. So it was really nice to have Mike on the podcast. He is the drone expert. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy this episode of the podcast with Mike from Drone Supremacy. All right. And there we go. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hello. Hello and Happy New Year. You too. Thanks. And uh, it, it's it's nice to talk in, in person, virtually, I guess, because um, we've kind of been in the same part of the world like you know close I, I think there was a yeah yeah so. <laughs> there was a moment we were really close to actually meeting each other here in Varna right but yeah. it couldn't happen unfortunately yeah hopefully when when the world gets uh gets more normal yeah I would love to I would love to actually this year it's starting off very very strongly I, I promised myself that I will put an effort into making more collaborations and connect with more people and it it's my second podcast or live stream or whatever you want to call it um, in, in less than two weeks. And I'm meeting more people and it's crazy how things are working out when you put out a, you know, your ideas out there and people are really, you know, appreciating, appreciating that and they respond. And it's, it's a real pleasure to, to finally do something like this. We've been talking for a while, so I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I think it's one of the coolest things. And, and you've really sort of created this community around droning, which I find fascinating because I love drones. I'm a big, big into drones, but you, 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 you're light years ahead of me in terms of, in terms of being into the drone world. I mean, what yeah, got you started yeah. into that? Uh, well, just the, the different angles, I suppose. Uh, it was just so fascinating for me to you know, to, to see the world as I know it in the new light, especially my hometown. Um, I, I've been living here my whole life, uh, except for a couple of years going abroad. But for the most part, I've been living here at the same place and being able to see it in a totally different way uh, because of drones made me really fall in love with that different perspective. So that's the how it all started, but then it got me even more excited to travel and see more places, and you know it all went from there. Yeah, and Bulgaria is one of those countries that, even now, still, but in the beginning, it was I think one of the best countries, places in the world to drone, because yeah, you have, yeah, it still it, is uh, because of the we we don't have very strict rules even even now. <laughs> But we will, uh, maybe even this year. And they have already started rolling out these new new laws and regulations. So it will start to get a little bit more strict. But yeah, as of right now, it's still a little bit more relaxed compared to other countries, that's for sure. Yeah, I remember just walking around in Sofia, you know, and just seeing there would be like a couple of DJI sparks just flying around. <laughs> I remember when that yeah, was happening. Yeah, I was like, oh. yeah. yeah, that happens all the time. So, um, but what are you flying with now? What's what's your drone of choice? I'm currently flying with the Mavic Air 2 uh, when, it, when it comes to camera drones. Uh, but to be honest, I haven't flown much lately with this drone. Um, I have a couple of DJI drones, but the thing is I'm so focused on FPV nowadays that I really rarely get to fly my camera drones just because they feel so boring when you jump from FPV drone to a regular drone they move so slow yeah they are very smooth and for photography you can't really beat them but for video making which I'm mostly about videos it's just a little bit more boring to to explore new places from such a you know such a slow drone uh, compared to FPV because it's so much more exciting 
And uh, I, I'm, uh, I actually mentioned that in a video that I still haven't released, but I'm excited for a new Mavic, for example, let's just say the Mavic 3 Pro or whatever they want to call it. This, hopefully this will make me excited about flying a camera drone once again, because now, you know, um, when it comes to photography, of course, I will grab this drone, but if it's for a regular video, I will always pick the FPV drone first, just because it, it offers so much more. And with better cameras like the GoPro 9, for example, the quality isn't such a, so it's not so different compared to, to Mavic 2 Pro or any other Mavic out there. So it's really, they're really catching up very quickly. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very different. It's, uh, it's a unique angle or perspective that you can offer. Uh, and uh, for me, it's a lot more exciting to, to watch videos uh, captured on FPV compared to, to regular camera drones, just because nowadays everyone has a camera drone and, you know, it gets boring watching other people's videos, but for FPV, maybe I'm still not there yet, but I haven't felt bored watching FPV, especially when it's made right, you know, in a cinematic way, when it, it's not jerky and going all over the place. It's exciting for me. So that's mostly what I'm flying right now. It's mostly FPV. But I'm trying to push myself to get back to maybe more photography and more, you know, the videos that I'm known for on YouTube. More people um, have been enjoying those for a longer period of time. So I'm trying to kind of force my creativity go into that, that direction again, because I know it's something that people want to, to see on my channel as well. And I don't want to just force them into this FPV world that not not everyone necessarily wants to go in. So I'm trying to find the balance between the two right now. And for, for people listening, uh, you know, how would you describe the difference between, there's a huge difference, I think, between FPV and, and just, a, a, you know, your typical Mavic drone. What's the, yeah. how would you break down that difference? Well, the main thing is that um, you, you can't have a second of not doing anything when it comes to FPV. You can't let go of the sticks. You can't not think about where you want to go next. You're always thinking, you're always planning the next move of your drone because unlike camera drones like DJI drones, you can't just let go of the sticks and the drone will not will not hover in one place. It will continue to to crash if you if you let go of the sticks. So you will need to constantly think about that and that makes it that much more exciting or uh, adrenaline full of adrenaline, you know? Uh, so the difference would be to compare, how to say, like a fighter jet to, to a Boeing, uh, you know, a, a regular passenger plane. So it, you can go in any direction you want. You can do all sorts of stunts if you want to. You're not, you don't have to, but you can if you want. And you can fly smoothly and slowly if you want, but Anytime you, you push the throttle all the way up, you can do crazy, crazy things. So it's like a, the difference between a Ferrari and an old, old, old car, which can not go very fast. I, I've been thinking about getting to FPV because I've been seeing so many videos about it. The, the shots you can get, so it's, you know, especially if you have right, using a headset, and I think that's how most yeah, people. Yeah. And so you have this you first... To your first person view and I've just seen, you know, like in valleys and cannons and just through trees, just flipping around yeah, and yeah. it just looks amazing for the shots you can get, but it also looks very, very, very difficult. It, it is. Uh, I cannot lie. It's, it is difficult, but I would say it's only difficult in the beginning when, until you master the, the basic controls and unless you're doing stupid things, it's not as hard as most people think it is because once you master the you know the the rotation of the drone and how it how it can turn then it's all up to you to to experiment you don't have to always go through tight gaps and tight spaces you can fly like you mentioned in the mountains or near canyons and stuff like that where there aren't that many obstacles so it's up to you to to maneuver the drone in the space uh but as long as you know the basic controls, you'll be fine. From then on, it's just a matter of practicing more and more and more and trying out different and more difficult maneuvers until you get them right. The thing is most people 
uh, jump straight into the hard things because they've seen so many videos and they can th they think they can do the same straight away, which is not the case, unfortunately. But uh, as long as you you educate yourself and don't expect too much straight away, I think it's it's pretty doable because it was hard for me as well, and I wouldn't really say I'm good at it yet. I, I I'm not good compared to many other people, but I, I'm learning as I grow. So. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty doable if you put the time and effort because it's it's just the the entry level the you know it's 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 not the same as getting a Mavic from the store and going and recording a cinematic footage straight away. It it takes a little bit more time, but it's uh, so much more worth it in my opinion because you know you you've invested a lot of time to learn this, and after that, it's uh, gives you a great pleasure when you actually make a real really good shot it seems like you know with fpv crashing is common <laughs> like i just oh yeah oh yeah yeah it, it's pretty common now i would say it happens well again it depends how you plan to fly but usually i don't crash too often but um that's because i i fly a little bit more carefully and also with the cinematic style in my head so i try to fly smoothly i try to you know not go very quickly and you know that that helps you not crash too much but as soon as you try those harder maneuvers that you know are more in like uh, the freestyle pilots do the freestyle is like getting a small area and going through all the possible gaps uh, and doing all sorts of stunts uh, and that's that's where you start crashing because it's it, it takes a lot of precision, which you know if you don't have it straight away, uh, you need to learn from crashing, and it's it's unavoidable. And it seems like you know FPV drones are more resistant to crashing. In other words, like Absolutely. you can crash them, and yeah. you know I've I've crashed so many Mavics that you know <laughs> it, it doesn't end up you know it's, there's yeah. really no such thing as kind of a minor crash, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But for FPV, like, how would you jump into it? Or what's the first drone someone should get? Or, you know, how should they start? Well, nowadays, they offer all sorts of pre-built drones. Um, I started a year ago, roughly one year ago. And since then, many companies have popped up offering different pre-built configurations, which is great because they, they're high quality. They are not, you know, a bunch of cheap parts just put together. There are actually good uh, options out there. And... I would advise anyone who is looking to get into FPV to get a pre-built drone first, just so they can start flying straight away and not to worry too much about components and different parts and which part should I choose? Because it's another world of reading and asking questions all the time because there's so many things you need to consider. So for me, at least the, the thing that I did was just buy, I, I bought a pre-built drone and I got into a community of FPV pilots here in my city. and by flying with them and also watching them crash and watching myself crash, I learned a lot about the parts which were inside the drone. And that made me save a little bit of time so I can learn a little bit quicker compared to, let's say, if I started from scratch, uh, because maybe it was a little bit intimidating for me to build it on my on my own. So I started flying with, the, with this pre-built one, uh, but that also, like I said, saved me a little bit of time and that made it possible for me to, to meet those people in, in the FPV community here that uh, they were very, very helpful. And, you know, that I think that just made the whole process a little bit easier for me. So inevitably, when you crash, you'll need to, to change some of the parts anyway. Uh, but since you're already in that world and you already know some people, they can teach you how to do things and they can show you some tutorials or they can do it and you can watch them you know it's it's whatever fits uh but uh for me I, I think the best way is to just buy one and start flying straight away because there is so much to learn and you know the typical build so when you buy one you know with everything pre-built it's the headset is, is it going to come with that and then the camera you know. It's really up to you. Nowadays, they offer everything separately or in a bundle. You can choose whatever you want. But uh, for the most part, 
people um, by a remote first so they can start practicing on a simulator. That's the, the number one thing that you should do before ever trying FPV in real life because it's, it's really dangerous. If you don't know what you're doing, you might hurt someone uh, or yourself. So it's better to, to invest a little bit of time into a simulator, maybe 15, 20 hours. Uh, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. If you put like one hour a day into the simulator, uh, in, in two weeks or three, you will be ready to, you'll have those basic skills. You'll know how to pilot the drone to make it fly in a straight line or to make some turns, you know, the basic things. And from then on, you can start flying in real life. Uh, but it's really up to you. After you get the remote, you can buy the goggles, you can buy the, the drone with the goggles and all the different parts you, you need, like propellers and batteries and chargers. Because unlike other drones it's all both separate you can you can reconfigure any any part you want and you can buy them separately and just choose the the the, the products you want to use you don't have to use a specific charger you don't have to use specific battery they they can be different so uh, it's it really gives you a lot of freedom to to fine-tune the things you you want to to use depending on what type of needs you have, what type of flying you, you plan to do. So it's it's a really big world of different parts and companies and things you want to, do, to, to learn before you invest your money into that because there are so many choices. So I advise people to, you know, to learn, um, to watch some YouTube videos, to, to see how other people are flying and what parts they use before they spend money because in most cases they will need to spend more money to fix their mistake if they've done a, a mistake in the beginning. So it's better not to rush with uh, picking the right parts and, you know, just save you some money if possible. So, you know, the way I look at it, it, it you know, is that sort of the consumer drones, not FPV, you know, those are for more entry level people who just want to fly, you know, who are just starting to get into drones, maybe, maybe I'm off. And then the FPV is probably like the next step depending on you know yeah yeah depending on what you want to actually what you want to achieve but uh yeah i consider it really like the next step because it's a it's an evolution from from camera drones because it takes a lot more skill not everyone can do it i think so it's really not for someone who is not ready to spend time for, for that because most people they want to get a, a drone maybe go on vacation just shoot some videos and they have a nice memory from their vacation. And for that, camera drones are just amazing. You can't beat them for that. But if you, you're looking to get to, to the next level, maybe if you're working with creating videos or if you're a filmmaker and you want to have an extra angle from the air, I, I believe FPV is the way to go compared to, to the regular camera drones, just because nowadays everyone has a camera drone, like I mentioned. So in order to you know, to to make a difference in your footage and to, to make it look special compared to the rest of the people, I think this gives you a little bit of an edge if you want to 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 take it that way. I think it's a it's a it's the next step, like like you said. And do you think the FPV market is maybe the it sort of caught the attention of the consumer market? I've heard rumors that DJI might be coming out with an FPV drone. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of seems like, you know, they're, they're sort of, it's on the radar. And I don't know if DJI would make an FPV drone, but it seems like a logical next step. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, they, they actually will. Uh, well, well, we can't say that for sure, but there, <laughs> there are so many leaks about an upcoming FPV drone from DJI. So um, I, I know they're working on something because they see the potential. And of course, they, they want a piece of the pie. Uh, and it's a huge market and, and consumer um, companies, consumer camera drones are working on that. I'm sure not only DJI, but also other companies, they will follow after maybe after DJI releases their own FPV drone. I'm sure they will too, because they see the potential. They see that people are not, you know, not satisfied with just the regular angle anymore. They, they need something more. And, um, Unfortunately, because of that, we'll also have stricter regulations because of, of how much more dangerous flying an FPV drone is compared to a regular camera drone. Because most FPV drones, unless you 
insist on putting a GPS module, they don't come with the GPS. So in case something bad happens to the drone itself, it would just fall like a brick from the sky, which is, you know, <laughs> very bad, obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's that makes it a lot harder for people to, to get into FPV and fly safely because of how unreliable it is in some situations. Uh, I had some occasions where I lost contact with my drone. And unless you have a GPS module, which is going to uh, hopefully activate return to home, because you can do that, you can uh, configure it so it can return back to your home point. Unless you have that uh, activated, it will just fall down wherever it is. And, you know, that's unacceptable. So the more people start flying FPV, the the worse the situation will be uh, when it comes to, to rules and regulations because it's just so dangerous. Yeah, and the FPV drones kind of, in terms of weight, in terms of, you know, the regulations right now are very focused on just sort of consumer drones and, and the, the, the rules in a lot of countries that have rules. It's big drone, small drone, professional yeah. drone, and, you know, hobbyist. But FPV can kind of, because those drones can get pretty small. I mean, they can yep. sort of get around, but they can also be very fast, powerful. And like you said, there's more chance of you crashing it into something or, or someone. Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like the early days of, of drones. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Not everyone not knowing what they're doing and crashing into everything. Unfortunately, I think that that's what's going to happen, even though I really, really dislike this scenario but <laughs> i just think not many people are well not not that many people but not everyone is responsible enough so you can't expect everyone to follow the rules even though they have to uh, i think unfortunately we'll get into a situation where even if uh, if dji uh, releases a drone even more that will happen people will just um, you know crash into everything <laughs> possible and you know that will lead to some some more strict rules unfortunately uh but that's the i guess the evolution of things and that's the the way it it, it has to 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 go i don't know i'm not sure uh i i i, I don't like this possible scenario but i i kind of feel like that's coming very soon and you know, I feel like drones now the, the 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 perception in the public has gotten better. So I think before people yeah. were like, "Oh, drone, you're just you're just a terrible person." <laughs> like, but yeah. now it's kind of like people have accepted it. They see a lot of drone footage. Most yeah. more people have drones, and so like the reputation has gotten better. And now FPV is yeah, going to come it's in. It's <laughs> ready to crash down once again. Yeah, completely. I think uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, even now, uh, when I fly FPV, I, I sometimes I feel like a criminal, like I'm I'm doing something bad, and that's uh, not a good feeling when you you want to be creative and capture something nice, and you have that feeling inside, like you're doing something wrong. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I, I think <laughs> that's uh, that's something that will happen, unfortunately. I still f feel like that a little bit with. When I fly a when I fly a drone, I just kind of feel like people are you know looking at me or they're gonna think I'm I'm just gonna crash it and, and so yeah. on. But you know because it does draw a lot of attention. And FPV is so is, I mean definitely draws attention. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is with with FPV, you you're never flying as high as you normally fly with uh, with the Mavic, for example, and the noise the noise is a lot higher. Uh, so. Wherever you go, if there's even one person, they will know that you're flying a drone. <laughs> it's just very obvious. So imagine if you feel that way now, uh, flying a normal drone, it will be five times more if you step into FPV and into the FPV world. It's just, it's, it's not a pleasant thing. So it's, it's best to go in places where there's nobody because you don't want to risk anything and and people really look at you like you're doing something wrong <laughs> and uh, it's not a nice feeling that's for sure yeah i've seen a lot of your shots uh, on your youtube channel just going through just in nature and i love those because they feel 
less tense as a, as watching it. You know, when you, when I see FUV in like a city and I have seen those going up side of buildings and oh, stuff, yeah. it makes me nervous. Like it just makes me, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't like it so much either. I, I think it's just uh, a little bit irresponsible. Don't get me wrong. I would love to get some of those shots myself, but uh, I've been talking to some friends about potentially getting some shots in the city. And every time we do this, it's just, I don't, I don't feel like it. I want to get the shot, but not at all costs, you know. Uh, I prefer if I ever get to do it, I would go really early in the morning when there is absolutely nobody. But you can never be sure there's absolutely nobody, you know. You're in the city, so uh, you never know. Uh, but also, it's just, you know, the risk is too high. So um, nature is always good for, for that that you know there are not people who are going to argue with you what you're doing why why are you filming this um and it's just a lot more relaxed for for you as a pilot to to focus on the shot and not so much on what's going on around you and potential obstacles and people and you know problems so it's it's always better to to be at peace when you fly especially with fpv because it requires so much more um you know, focusing and it re it requires all of your attention and you've got the goggles on so it's it's i mean you're yeah. really kind of immersive you're, i mean does it feel strange it, when you're in it, it, you know it does that definitely especially in the beginning i felt like uh, a little bit dizzy sometimes especially when you're high and you start dropping down and you 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 think that you are going to crash into the ground yourself so it it takes a little bit of time until you get used to to the feeling of of flying and it's definitely a great feeling but it's it's a little bit you know uh puts you on the edge so uh it, it's a nice feeling but definitely takes some getting used to and i know some people still struggle with it even after flying for a, for a while so it's really individual and it depends on the person but like you said once you put on the goggles you're in another world and whatever happens around you, you have to ignore it you you can't do anything about it because you need to to land safely before that before removing the goggles if you remove the goggles it's game over the drone <laughs> will be crashed um unless you you prepare to land and you want to to watch it land you can do that but if you want to unless you're really good you need to use your goggles at all times. You you can't really fly without them. And it's constantly in motion, right? So there's yeah. no, no like you said, there's no stopping. So if, if you have, I, I don't know, something happens and you're like, oh, I got to move and take you, the goggles off, it's gone. <laughs> you, you need to, yeah, you need to, if something happens, you need to, to land as quickly as possible, but you can't ignore that last step. You need to, to land. You can't just remove the goggles. Or what you can do if, if you know that it will just take a couple of seconds, you can punch the throttle out so the drone uh, gets higher and higher. And that will buy you some time, but you need to be quick. If you, let's say, if you want to scratch your nose or something <laughs> and you need to remove one of your hands from, from the controller, you can't do that. But other than that, you really need all of your attention and in, in the on the goggles themselves. That's interesting because I, I've this year, the past year actually, not done much traveling, but have been over that time updating my gear to be smaller. I realized like, I was just yeah. carrying too much stuff. And one of those was, was drone. And I had the Mavic. So I was using the Mavic, Mavic Pro. Um, and I was like waiting for maybe the air. And then I thought, you know, I heard about the mini rumors and I was like, oh, let me wait for that. And I think that's the next drone for me just because it's so small. Um, but the lack of sensors for me just makes me a little bit nervous. I don't know why. I, sh I You know, I feel confident in flying now, but, you know, especially when I'm in new places and I usually, the drone is far away from me. I mean, a lot. <laughs> so yeah. I like having those, but it, it, it makes They're me a little nervous. They're always helpful. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that completely. I think uh, most people really rely on these uh, features even if you don't necessarily need them sometimes it's just a, a peace of mind for for yourself to know that if something happens the drone can actually detect that obstacle and maybe go around it or just warn you and stop before it crashes so yeah i i, I think the mini in that regard is uh, you know not the best choice if you want to have a little bit more peace of mind but the air too actually has 
more sensors. So it's a little bit bigger too, but you know, it's the probably the the best balance between the small size and like a bigger drone like the Mavic 2 or the Mavic 2 Pro or the, the regular Mavic Pro. It's just a mid-sized drone com compared to the the Mini and the Mavic 2 Pro. Yeah, it's it's tough because now I was shrinking things down and then I just switched cameras last week and I, I got a bigger lens. I think you're using the same lens. It's a Tamron 17 to 28. Yeah. Because I just want a wider field of view and then I, now I've switched to Sony and it's it's bigger than what I was carrying before, which was a, you know, it was a small Lumix lens. And I'm like, all right, well, I shrunk some things down. Maybe I'll just get the Mavic Air and then it get, things start to get yeah, bigger and, and bigger you're again. Starting the same process all over again. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm guilty of the same. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about shrinking everything down to just one backpack full of gear. But sometimes, especially now when I'm flying FPV2, there are so many things you need to carry, your goggles, your batteries, your remote. And I'm trying to shrink everything, but then... You know, it's just that little voice in your head that says, well, you, you will need that too. And you'll need that too. How about this too? And, uh, you know, you end up carrying two backpacks or something like that, which is not ideal. Uh, but, you know, that's that's something that I also want to 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 do in, in 2021. I want to be able to use more of my gear, not leave it at home. But also I don't want to to bring everything with me. So it's a little balance battle between picking the right things and letting go of the things you don't use on a regular basis. So lately I've been thinking a lot about things that if I'm not using it on a regular basis, I need to sell it. So as soon as I sell it, I don't have access to it anymore and it's gone. So I will just use what I have. And I'm trying to limit myself to not buy too much new gear so I can eliminate that problem. And so far it's going fine. Uh, like I said, like you said, I'm using that lens, which is great. Uh, it's not, well, it's not super small, but I'm trying to use it as much as I can. So I don't bring my other lens, which is bigger. And you know, sometimes you, you kind of have to force yourself to use a specific gear and, you know, challenge yourself to, to be creative with it if you want to achieve different results. So I think it's a good idea, but it's not easy to execute. No, and, I, and I, I also think time is on our side. I think the last year, you know, the, the trade of portability versus power is coming closer. So it's, it's you, before when you got some small piece of tech, it was usually a lot worse than a bigger one. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think companies have started realizing that more and more people are looking to to shrink down their, their gear bags and just not carry too much stuff. So we, we see that now with the DJI Mini 2. It's it's so much more powerful compared to the first version of the Mini. And it, for 90% for of the people who are into the market of buying a new drone, it's plenty of power and plenty of features for what they can use it for. So if personally for me, if I wasn't doing YouTube and if I wasn't recording videos, I think the Mini 2 would have been more than enough for for me and i wouldn't need more than that so it's it's really it's really nice to see that more companies are getting into that direction of of putting out smaller products which are also powerful and you know they don't lack as much as they did before so it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction yeah i think like changes with gopro for example you know they're they're catching up to osmo with the front facing screen but you know, I, I can see a day where you wouldn't even need, you know, a separate, maybe you could get a modular GoPro type something size. I could see that in the future. It doesn't seem that crazy anymore to me. No, certainly not. Yeah, I think so too. And and the same with, with, the, with the drone gear. I, I'm, I've always imagined one day everybody's going to have like a small drone in their pocket and that you could just take it for selfies. I just imagine that would be the angle it's like oh just take it out yeah. and, you know it's just going to fly away take a selfie or whatever and then fly back it's very simple small drone yeah i think i think it's just a matter of time until we see something like this sure. so there's been a lot of dji news that caught my attention and then 
you know, I think a lot of people two, three weeks ago, when when the, the U.S. Commerce Department listed DJI as, um, I don't recall the, the the words they used, but they listed it, yeah, a national security concern. But since that time, nothing has happened. So I wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think that means? You know, I think it's uh, it's it's hard for me to understand, to be honest, because it's a uh, it's a lot deeper than just what I've read. Uh, but I think it's a very political uh, issue between China and, and the US. And I, I don't have a strong opinion, to be honest. Uh, I think it's just uh, you know, a way for them to, to showcase that they're against what DJI is doing, um, meaning the US government is against some of what DJI is doing. Um, and they're just limiting what they can do in the US. Uh, but from what I've read, it doesn't really affect the end consumer. I think it doesn't even mean that no DJI products will be sold in in uh, in stores. So if it's, if it's not as bad for the end consumer, I don't really feel like, um, you know, it's affecting us in a bad way. It's, it's just, a political issue between the countries and like i said i i'm not too deep into politics so i don't really have a strong opinion on their relationship i hope they don't get more in depth about limiting their their sales in stores i don't want them to make it harder for consumers to buy dji products for regular people i mean uh, if it's for the military or for the police other uh, forces, then uh, I don't know. But for regular consumers like me and you, uh, I don't feel like it would be uh, it would be good for for the users, for the end users to to not be able to buy whatever they want. Yeah, I think that... for for Huawei right now, it's it's the same same case, right? I think people can still go and buy their phones, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. That that's that's true. Yeah. So it's it hasn't neither one has affected the, the end consumer. And to be honest, I don't think it's affected DJI that much because one of the main provisions is they can't use US pr provided tech or tech from US companies in their drones. But DJI is so light years ahead in the drone game. I don't think they're outsourcing a lot of the, the, the development of their drones. I don't think so. I think a lot of that is actually in China anyway. So I, I don't see yeah. it affecting them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's, it's, maybe that's the the reason why they didn't really react to this in in such a big way as people were expecting. They just put out a message, I think, on Twitter or uh, just a public announcement that you know nothing is going to change and um, you know people should not worry too much about it. But I, I do agree that maybe it's it's less of a problem that we initially thought it's going to be. So I'm okay with that, to be honest. Yeah, the headlines were scary. And I was like, oh boy, okay, all right. No, that's going to, what is going to happen to the drone market? And in a way, it's interesting because DJI is the, the consumer drone market. I mean, they, I think they have 90% share or something. So it would be kind of interesting to see if competitors, what they would come up with and what, you know, but I think it's a development thing. I think the competition just doesn't have that, experience developing drones that they need a, a lot of time to catch up. Absolutely. I think uh, people were very quick to jump into this, uh, into conclusions about not being able to ever fly their DJI drones anymore. Uh, not only, not only that, but you know, there were all sorts of um, comments that I read on Twitter about people getting scared to, to use their tech from now on because they're, they're going to be monitored and stuff like that. It's crazy what people can, can do out of fear when they read something without ever confirming that it's, it's not the case beforehand. So, you know, it, it, was, it was an interesting uh, couple of days until they officially came out with their, with their response. But yeah, I'm glad that it's not as serious as we thought that it's going to be. Yeah, and, and I'm excited for the upcoming year to see what's going to happen in the drone market. I feel like it's getting exciting again. I feel like yeah. there's a lot coming up. 
I hope so. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're on the edge of something big being announced. Uh, I hope I'm right, but um, I, I think it's time for you know a, a more professional consumer level drone like uh, Mavic Three, for example, or something like that, or Phantom Five, or whatever they they decide they want to call it. Something that updates their previous drones that were so successful. I think when they do that, it will be exciting for the drone market once again, because in the past couple of years, they've only released smaller drones and people have been asking for those more professional. Even the Inspire hasn't been updated in such a long time. Uh, so I'm excited to see what they can come up with. Now we, we just saw the Sony announcement of their latest uh, Air Peak drone, which is a competition for the Inspire. So maybe they have a, a response for that. Who knows? But I'm excited for sure. I and mean, I'm even considering to maybe jump into that higher category of movie making drones, you know, those Inspire 2s and maybe Inspire 3 or whatever they want to call it or the Sony Airpeak, they're just, you know, they look so much more professional, they can do so much more. So I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure if I need it. I definitely don't need it, but <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to ever use it the right way for, for the right reasons, but it's interesting for me to try. So who knows? <laughs> Talking about shrinking down our kits and then... Yeah, well, forget then. about it. <laughs> it's not that important, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's tempting. I, it's, it is it so is much... Certainly. Tech is so good right now. I mean, 2020 was really a good year for tech. Maybe the you know bad for a lot of the things. The only but, thing, yeah. <laughs> but so good for tech. Um, I, I wanted to ask you just a little bit about your, your channel and just where the inspiration came from to create you know, the, the channel, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a huge drone enthusiast community now. I mean, it, it's, it's really nice to see it. Just, I, I didn't think so many people were interested in drones. I mean, I, I thought. Oh, me, I, neither. <laughs> me neither. I, I didn't know what to expect when I started, to be honest. And I, I did it for fun. I, I just did it because it sounded like a good challenge and to be honest, it wasn't me uh, that decided it's it's a good challenge. It was my wife, um, and uh, I'm so thankful to her for for this idea and for making me do it and reassuring me that it's it's something that I will enjoy because I've been you know I've been watching YouTube videos for a very long time and I've always enjoyed watching videos, but I've never thought about making videos my own um, myself. I was. You know, I was in, in in the early years when I got my first computer, I was, you know, in, I enjoyed editing some little clips here and there, but I was never, you know, good at it. I was just making it for, for fun. So I had just a tiny bit of experience before I started, but it was nothing compared to, to what I know now, for example. Uh, but the thing is, I, I just got my... Um, DJI Spark at the time. It was brand new, just released. Uh, and I decided, well, since I want to try something new, I have this new product that I know people will be interested in. Why not just take the people along on the journey and just share what I learned about this drone myself? Because it wasn't my first ever drone, but I had a Phantom 3 standard before. Um, and unfortunately, here in Europe, uh, the standard was just not very good because of uh, the connectivity issues. It was just really uh, limited in terms of range. Uh, so I, I didn't have a pleasant first experience of this drone. And I was hoping that I can have a better experience with the Spark. So I decided to just document some of my experience with this drone and just share what I have learned, how it flies, what type of footage you can get and because it was something so new for me i think i just invested a lot of effort and a lot of time to to make my videos as as good as as i could uh i wasn't any good back then um now watching those videos back it, it it's very funny for me but i'm never deleting them or putting them <laughs> And to, to private, I will leave them because even if, if it's funny for, for the rest of the people watching them, 
I feel like uh, I enjoy going back to them, watching them and seeing how excited I was at first. It's a, it's a good reminder uh, to, to why I have started and it's easy to forget. So sometimes it's a, it's a nice way to, to get my creativity back. If I, have, if I feel like I've lost it, I go back, watch those videos, um, laugh at myself and then <laughs> start again and uh you know I, I can tell you it has been such a such an amazing process of starting from zero subscribers to where i am right now i'm not a big channel by any means but i feel like the community has just grown so much and there's so many people who i still see in the comments writing comments three four years later who have been with me from the start um and it's just a great feeling like to, to, to be able to share something that you're passionate about because before starting this YouTube channel, I was a web programmer. I was building websites and it's definitely not something that I can see myself doing for the rest of my life because it was just, for me, it was kind of boring, um, mostly because I was doing the same thing over and over again. There was no creativity at all. It was just the same thing every single time for every new project, it was 90% of it was the same. So this I think was my creative outlet, this YouTube channel. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I had, I would say a good start of the channel. I quickly went through my first, uh, I've quickly gained my first 1000 subscribers and when you see the success, you immediately want to keep doing it and you want to do it more. So I think this just sparked the the interest of, of me doing it even more. And uh, the funny thing is, I, I think I quit my job um, even before I reached 1000 subscribers, which is crazy. <laughs> I know, I know how crazy it sounds, but at the time I was running a, a blog also called drone supremacy. I was doing the same things, uh, but just doing them uh, in, in, in a form of writing. And unfortunately, I am just, I didn't feel, you know, that, that uh, good compared to making videos to, to write articles about my, my experience. So I still support this uh, website. I still uh, write every now and then, but definitely not too much. So it, it still runs, but for now it's just a, mostly a placeholder for my newest videos. So people can find them on YouTube and watch them from the website. Uh, but uh, that's how it all started. And at, at the time it was just, it was a, a great side, side gig for me. And it just turned into what it is right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's been it's been nice. I've been following you for years, and but I, I will say with those early videos and the same in your videos now is there's a a genuineness to you. In other words, like the passion comes through, and I, I think the, the 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 genuine enthusiasm comes through. And it's very authentic. It feels very authentic, and I think at least for me when I watch you, I'm like, this guy's really interested in drones. He really cares about this subject clearly has put a lot of thought into making whatever the video is about and so you know i think that's that's one of the one of the things obviously the footage is also really just fantastic too you know that doesn't hurt either <laughs> but but yeah i think i think it's all comes together really nicely so um thank you yeah i appreciate that uh, definitely it's something that people have told me before and i don't even you know, I don't, I don't see it, but um, I'm glad people do because it's just, it's just, it just means that it's really genuine. Uh, I would have never started doing this if it wasn't for for a real passion. You know, I don't, I don't do it for for the money or for any other aspect. Um, you know, it's just for for the the pleasure of doing it and the fact that it brings me uh, some some rewards in terms of money and sponsorships and stuff like that, it's great. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a blessing to be able to do what you, what you love. I think that's, that's the, the most important factor of, of still doing it and still enjoying what I do. It's just, 
it doesn't feel like work. I'm always excited. My wife is always laughing at me because when I get back home after a long day of, you know, filming something, I'm excited to start editing. I, I want to, I don't want to, to sit on the couch and watch TV. I'm like, I want to get it over very quickly so I can come to the computer and start because, you know, I have that vision in my head that I just want to see it uh, in the final shape. So until I have this enthusiasm about making that final clip come into into life, I will, of course, keep doing it. But I'm, I'm glad I still have it because at one point I was, you know, feeling very burned out. Uh, but uh, I think especially now with FPV, this definitely brought back some enthusiasm into what I do. I definitely enjoy it. And even though, you know, not everyone is into FPV and not everyone wants to learn about it, um, I definitely don't want to compromise with, you know, with this area because it, it's so exciting for me. And I, I, I kind of need that excitement so I can continue doing what I do. So I hope people see that. And I'm glad you, you see it at least and, and some more, hopefully. <laughs> well, I think definitely, I think, uh... The, uh, the 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 people watching the views I think it, it definitely shows and and FPV I think is great also as a viewer because you know it it's this kind of force that it took me a little bit by surprise I mean, I'm always kind of keeping up with with tech in general but you know the, I I had hadn't imagined in the very beginning the kind of shots that people would be getting now and I think it changes drone footage just totally I mean what you can do is just absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I look forward to see what you what you have in store for the upcoming months and and over the the new year. Um, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Hopefully, we can maybe do another follow up and, and see uh, what's happening in the in the drone world. I would love to, I'd love to, anytime you want. So, thanks. Yeah, um, and you know, I think CES is this week. I don't. We'll see if we get any any drone news. Usually, not too much drone news at CES, but um, it, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, anytime, anytime. I consider an open invitation. Thank you. I, I enjoy it as well. It's a it's a real pleasure to finally finally do this. I'll leave a link to your YouTube, your website, your social media, all in the show notes below, so everybody listening can can find you. But thanks again, and uh, we look forward to your next upcoming videos. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Mike, for being a guest on this episode of the Fox Nomad Podcast. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. I appreciate it very much. And your five-star ratings. I appreciate those as well. And if you haven't done that, please go ahead and do that wherever you're listening to the Fox Nomad Podcast. It's a very interesting time in tech. So get ready for a lot of episodes queued up. And travel is a thing that might actually be happening this year as well. And I've got a couple of guests that you're really going to enjoy also. But until then, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you in the next episode.